this is Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith with the National Police Association, and this is the NPA Report. I have with me today Mike Radosevich, and he has just an amazing story of going from being a first responder to moving into a career that, frankly, I'm really jealous of because it involves the consumption of meat every single day. Mike from Code 3 Spices, welcome to the program. Betsy, how are we doing today? Thank you for having me. We are doing great. I'm really excited to talk to you. So, so Code 3 Spices, and now I remember um, actually talking to you, and I was standing in my kitchen uh, when I lived in Illinois, and we got some of the first Code 3 Spices that you guys had, one of the first rubs that I, we're going to talk about. And, uh, and I was like, wow. Uh, this is this is pretty cool. I wonder if this will work. Well, it worked famously, and uh, but talk about how you got started. Yeah, you know it's it's been an interesting journey, Betsy. Um, it's I mean, it's not the happiest of stories why this company started. Um, I was a police officer here in a smaller town outside the St. Louis metropolitan area. I was going through a very difficult time personally and in the job. Um, I was part of an active shooter that made national news. Um, there were some other incidents that sort of piled up on me. There was some toxicity involved in the work environment. Um, my sister was dying from cancer. My mom was being put into a home. I was going through a divorce. We had our second child on the way. The list goes on and on. So I'll just stop right there. I never had any, I, I never faced any adversity in my life until I was 35 years old. So I was very fortunate for these 35 years of not really having to overcome obstacles. Um, the, Although the Mark, you were a police officer every single day. So I do want to say that, you know, that just that right there, even if your whole personal life is happy, you were still doing a difficult job. I was, um, and it made me realize very quickly, it doesn't matter where you are a police officer in this country. I don't care if it's town of Mayberry or Chicago, Illinois, or LA, it's the same job all across the United States. We, we all deal with the same things. They may be on different levels, um, but that's really how this all started. And back in 2012, we launched the company. When I was going through my hardest of times, you know, and at first I was really embarrassed to admit that I had PTSD. I was diagnosed with PTSD back in 2012. And after going to a sergeant and the police department, they really didn't know how to handle it. Um, and I still feel that sort of the same way now across the country. But it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. It, it allowed me to revisit my passion of cooking and barbecue. I get off a shift. I grab a six pack. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It was a 12 pack. Um you know, I'd sit on the back porch and I'd, I'd grill. That was my getaway. That was my time out of the squad car. That was my time to decompress and get my head right. That quickly turned into a, a massive labor of love. And I met my partner, Chris Bonemeyer. I had went to school with his wife throughout all the years. Uh, we were really good buddies. And he was a barbecue guy already. Really smart dude, too. And he comes from a law enforcement family. You know, his dad was in the, the private sector. And I said, hey, you know, let's let's start doing barbecue competitions. So we started off small in the backyard and I think we won the whole thing the first time. So it was, we got hooked. You know, we got that bug and then we started bringing products to market. And I believe that's whenever I first got you guys some. 
introducing myself. Yep. And it was well received. Um, I was going through such a difficult time throughout all this. It, I don't know if I can stress enough how difficult it was. Uh, thankfully, I never wanted to harm myself, but there were thoughts there in the back of my mind that made me feel like something's not right, you know, and what do I have to do to combat this? What do I have to do to be healthy, to, to stay here for my kids? Um, and that's when I reached out to Sean Riley from Safe Call Now. That's how this whole whole thing started. Uh, Sean was one of the very first, or Safe Call Now was one of the very first recipients that we donated to. And a little bit of the backstory is we donate 25 cents from every purchase to first responder and military organizations. You know, we started off with backstoppers here locally in St. Louis who helps the widows of the fallen. Then it was Safe Call Now, and then it was U.S. Veterans Foundation. Um, we have a big announcement. I can probably just say it now. We are getting ready to adopt the Wounded Blue in quarter four. Um, and then we're also in talks with another mutual friend. Hopefully, if things work out, we can keep these charities rolling as we grow. Um, you know, we worked very hard over the years, and we've been in business almost nine years, which I still can't believe. But we're at that, from a business standpoint, we're at that, we're at the launching pad now. We've done everything and sacrificed as much as we could to get to that platform to where now we're getting ready to shoot straight up. So we want to bring other people with us. We want to bring other people in the barbecue industry with us and carry them on our shoulders. And, you know, we want to, we want to change the way businesses do business. And I think probably the one thing that Chris and I are most proud of is the sacrifice that we've done over the years. So we can donate to these charities. And that's the thing. When you look at how you guys have done things, you know, you were, you were, despite all this stress that you were under, you know, you were pretty methodical in the way that, that you approached this from a business aspect and you right away started with that give back. It was tough in the beginning. I mean, you know, we're a new company. We're not seasoned businessmen. He was an IT professional. I was a cop for God's sakes, you know, I mean, thankfully I have a, a, a college degree, but when you, when you dive into an industry that is highly competitive, we're not selling washers and dryers. We're not selling vehicles. We're selling $5 bottles of rubs and sauces. And there's not a lot of margin in there. I mean, you have to sell tens of thousands of bottles and looking back, you know, being introspective about it, it it's okay to pat ourselves on the back now, but, we don't focus on every small victory. You know, we, we don't have time to focus on every victory. We want, I mean, basically we have blinders on, we know what we need to do to get where we want to go. And ultimately that's to help people grow the company, bring people into the company that, you know, that can help us do it. Um, with that said, I mean, it is very challenging. This hasn't been a cakewalk. Um, our, our backs have been against the wall from day one. I mean, you know, we have a good social media presence, but it would be much higher if I wasn't a retired police officer. There's a lot of people that don't like us for what we do and who we support. And we're completely okay with that. Trust me. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things, you know, but I, I think one of the reasons why this works so well is one, our hearts are in the right place. We, we started this company to help other people. But we really know what we're doing in the barbecue industry, too. You know, it's um, I would like to say we made a pretty good name for ourselves in the barbecue industry. And 
you know, I, I got a good idea of where we're going, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's, it's how, how many people can we help? I get phone calls daily, emails, DMs, whatever you want to call it from cops, firefighters all around the country. And I become very close with so many people that, that we've helped. Mm -hmm. And it's not about the money. Me and my business partner do not make a lot of money. And we're completely okay with that. That money will come down the road someday. But for us to be able to go to bed at night, knowing that we help this guy or woman that's in, in active duty, you know, police officer, EMT, firefighter, that's what it's about. I'm a divorced father. I, I've seen the politics inside police departments. I've dealt with national, you know, events that mean national news. Um, it's not an easy job. And it's definitely not an easy job now. I was, put it in perspective, I was the first police academy class after 9-11. That's when things were really good for law enforcement. That's when this country was probably the most united that I could ever think of. I'm 43 years old. Um, unfortunately, it's going to take something very large to make that pendulum swing with today's current events and this unfortunate news media we have. Um, I don't believe the general public in America has the slightest idea of what it's like to be a police officer nowadays. But they all tell us how to do our jobs. You know, there are, and you see it as well as I do, there's just thousands of keyboard warriors out there telling you, wow. why didn't they do this? They should have done that. You should have done that, you know? And, uh, and I know that's gotta be very frustrating, even though you're not in the job anymore, you're still an intricate part of the profession and you talk to law enforcement officers every day. How frustrating is that for you to see all that? You know, um, well, here's a prime example. Let's look what's going on in Minneapolis. I, I shut my phone off during the day. I leave certain notifications on. I can't watch shows like Cops. I don't watch a lot of these pages on Facebook with traffic stops. I know it sounds silly, but it's a trigger to my anxiety. Sure. And I cannot imagine what these guys and gals are going through right now it's listen i know we live on this uh big rock floating around and we're these tiny little organisms right there's a lot more more to this world but when you look at it from that standpoint life isn't fair period i get it but when you live in the greatest country on this planet there should be more support from the state and federal levels for our first responders and especially law enforcement in today's society. End of story. Right. Absolutely. We, in fact, it's frustrating that national leadership these days doesn't really step up and, and, and support us and talk about, you know, some of the rights that we have. And then, yes, we deserve due process. And yes, we do a, a, a very difficult job. You know, I mean, you go back to, you know, when you left police work, um, you know, you had all these things going on and any one of them might have broken a lesser man. And you're, yeah, you were handling all that plus the enormous stress of the job and that active shooter situation. And yet here you are, you and Chris got together and decided to do what? I, give back to others. Does that, does that giving back, um, does that help your stress level? What does that feel like? To make it really simple, it, this is why we do it. It's the best feeling in the world. It's not about us. It's 
It's about other people. And that's sort of our MO with our business. You know, our three pillars are our three pillars. Well, you can't see it behind me, but it's community, gratitude, and integrity. You know, without community, gratitude, and integrity, you don't have much, you know, and both my partner and I believe that we were put here on this earth to help other people. We're not here to be self-serving. Um, life's very short period. And we're a, a very high, high-end goal-oriented business as far as a team goes. And, you know, we want to leave a legacy. What legacy can we leave? If we help one person, which we've done, great. You know, if we can help thousands, even better. That's why we're doing this. Now, the beautiful thing about this is we get to live out our dream every day. There's not many people on this earth doing what we're doing. We get, to, we get to cook barbecue every day. We get to educate people on how to do it. You know, we have a barbecue supply. We, we do a lot of consulting in the barbecue industry. We, we've got our hands, you know, there's a lot, or let me put it this way. We've got a lot of irons in the fire. And our job is to take everybody with us. And, it's, you know, you, you look back at all the stress and what I've overcome personally, um, and I couldn't have done that with, without a lot of key factors and that is people like sean riley from safe yep. call now and to be able to pick up that phone and say hey brother going through a pretty rough time you know i've overcome a lot of levels of pts i've learned how to deal with them i've tried everything from reiki to exercise i i, I got a lot of quirks that i do throughout the day to, to try to keep me focused and firing on all cylinders. And that's what keeps me going. I, I, I have a lot of weight on my shoulders. There's a lot of people that rely on me and Chris. And in order to do that, I got to stay sharp. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it makes me a better man. It makes me a better boyfriend. It makes me a better father, business owner. Um, I mean, that's, that's sort of where it is. I mean, it's, you know, life short and I want to cross that finish line as quick as I can and grow this company to where we believe it's going to go. So I have to ask you, what is the best thing that you personally barbecue? Well, I'm from St. Louis. We're pretty good at doing pork steaks. You know, that's, uh, it, St. Louis is home of the pork steaks. So there's nothing better than a seven hour smoked pork steak with some of our uh, good stuff on it. Now you have, so I have all your rubs and uh, I have, my husband has his favorite. Uh, I have my favorite because I'm, I'm not into the real spicy stuff. So you have a nice mild sure. rub. Talk about your, your five rubs. Just tell people the names of them. And, and then I encourage people go on your website, you know, look at them, look what's in. Um, I always get so excited when I walk into a store, like a Shields or something. And I, and yeah. I see your barbecue rubs. And I'm like, there they are. Hey honey. But yeah, talk about, um, talk about your five rubs that you have. Yeah, well, we're at six now. So we oh, just released right. a new one. Six, yeah. And that's, that's called Top Gun, Top Gun Rub. Um, so, and then just to give you an example, like here's our backdraft rub, which represents the fire service. Uh, we have one for the EMS called Rescue Rub. We have 5-0 Rub. We have Grunt Rub for the Army. Um, we've got Sea Dog for the Navy. You know, so we've got quite a few. And then our sauces, which uh, we're a three-time world champion with our products for uh, barbecue sauce. And we have, pa we have Patriot sauce as well. So um, we take a lot of pride in our products. My business partner is a mad scientist when it comes to <laughs> developing these products. He's, 
I've said it before. I mean, he's a one, he's a tremendous partner, but two, he's so analytical that we're both sort of perfectionists. You almost have to be whenever it comes to the world of competition barbecue. But when it comes to providing a product for thousands of people to purchase, you want to do it the right way. So all of our stuff is MSG free, gluten free. We don't have any high fructose corn syrup, you know, so we, we want people to have the ultimate experience. We want people to be able to buy one of our bottles, which was basically a, a high end competition level uh, products, you know, on any grocery store shelf in America. Now, watching food competition shows is really popular now, just more popular than ever. And I'm I'm one of those people that spends an awful lot of time watching Food Network and things like that because it's a great escape, right, from all the stuff around us. What? So you do these competitions, and they seem so high pressure. Did your time as a cop does that help you in competition? You know what? That's I've never had anybody ask me that. And that is a phenomenal question. It's it's the same thing as turning your cherries on and somebody taking off from you. You got to control your breathing. You know, you've got to stay focused. You got to provide the right information to your dispatcher. Um, my business partner is the head competition cook. He leads the team. He's one of the top cooks in the country. Um, he was the, I think he was 12th in the world last year for steak. Um I don't compete much anymore because as we've grown, I've sort of stayed back and we've got other things going on, but the pressure is sort of why you get hooked, you know? And then when you, when you pay, when you, when you reach that level of being under that amount of pressure and still paying that close of attention to detail to go ahead and nail it because you're looking for what the judges have. You've got a timeline that is very thin you're going against the best guys in the world at whatever part of the food competition it is. Um, that's why we do it. That's why it's so much fun. And there are a lot of similarities, you know, as far as the pressure goes. I would imagine now. Okay. So for our audience members that are just, re, you know, really good backyard barbecuers, like my husband, what's the number one mistake that people make when they're trying to get that perfect piece of meat on the grill How it's a very it up, Mike? It's, it's a very easy uh answer we have thousands of people come in our barbecue supply and they always want to know how long does it take mm. well it takes as long as it takes till it's done and you cook the temperature you don't cook the time so cooking the temperature making sure that that temperature is ideally perfect then it's time to come off the grill. A lot of, uh, there's a lot of common mistakes. Another one is people take their protein off the grill or the smoker and they tear into it right away. You need to let it rest. You have to let it rest, you know? So those are two minor things or major things that I could offer to the people watching. All right, you just changed my marriage because the two things <laughs> I constantly mock my husband for is why do we need these expensive thermometers? And B, oh, yeah. why can't we eat right now? I don't like yeah. the resting period, Mike. Yeah, unfortunately, it's going to taste better if you let it rest. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. Where do you, I got to ask you, uh, because you do really have your finger on the pulse of what's going on nationally in this country. Um, where do you think we're headed with American law enforcement? And, and let me ask you this. Do you feel like there's any room for optimism? There's always room for optimism. Unfortunately, 
at this current time in this current climate and when i say climate i mean media climate i think that leaving politics at the federal level aside we are not going to see anything get better until the media allows it to get better uh, there is so much division created within our media and it's not fair to the law enforcement community. It's especially not fair to the everyday civilian citizen in this country. They're, they're painting the wrong pictures for law enforcement. None of these police officers wake up and say, you know what? I think I'm going to shoot somebody today. No one thinks that. Absolutely. Who, and there's people that believe that. And it just, it's mind blowing to me. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's going to be a, I don't know if it's going to take another 9-11 to happen. God forbid, I hope that doesn't happen. But unfortunately, I think it's going to take something very horrendous to happen for the division of this country to, to sort of close in and start supporting the men and women that go out every day doing a job that no one else wants to do, let alone could do. Absolutely. Mike, so well said. I want everybody to, to go to you know your website, learn more about Code 3 Spices and what you do. And if you would like more information about the National Police Association, visit us at nationalpolice.org. This year, over 50,000 law enforcement officers have been assaulted while on duty. A vast number of these attacks were filmed and uploaded to social media in the pursuit of likes and attention. What they want to do is film you instead of like, what can I do to help this officer? Together, we can change this disturbing trend. If that individual would have hit the right spot, you know, it, it could have been it for me. You know, last time I would have saw my wife, my kids. I'm Mike Solon. Law enforcement officers need your support. If you see an officer under attack, then follow these simple steps in order to help. 1. Call 911 and give the officer's exact location. 2. Ask the officer if you can assist. If the officer accepts, then do whatever you can do to safely help. 3. If the officer declines, then start filming and be a good witness. It's time to stop filming and start helping.